At least we have a sense oh. of humor in the morning. That's true. It's one of my few redeeming qualities in the morning, I feel. <laughs> I accidentally turned into a morning person. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's working out pretty well for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my coworkers, he um he talks about like your golden time. Oh yeah. In the day. Um and the first thing that we were talking about it, like he asked me, he was like, Hey Rachel, what do you what is your golden time? Thinking that I would either say like, oh, I'm a morning person or I'm a like a night person. And no, my golden time is like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's it. He was very surprised and he was like, huh. Well, yeah, I guess there are going to be people whose golden time is midday. Midday. And uh, it turns out that we kind of live in a society that's built on either people being morning people or night people. So the reason that I say that it's super funny you ask that is I just uh, wrote myself a note yesterday to create a couple of Patreon posts ask, asking what day of the week people are most productive, followed up with what time of the day are you most productive? <laughs> spooky. That is a little spooky. <laughs> because, and this is funny, my most productive day of the week is Monday. Huh. I get all of my, like... I am great on Mondays. I would say by about Wednesday afternoon, I should be done for the week at that point. I shouldn't I shouldn't use my brain anymore. And obviously our weeks in our lives right now don't it don't run that. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if they did, I would be done. I I would work like six to two thirty, six to three, Monday through Wednesday. And then I would just be done for the week. Actually, I'd probably even cut it short on Wednesday. Like I said, by the afternoon, I'm not, I'm not fully functioning anymore. Like my brain is struggling to You're just done to stay there. It's like, wait, what? No, I'm getting a bunch of episode ideas from this conversation, but um, <laughs> um, but what we had actually planned to talk about today were um payday loan companies uh which are also and i have to look this up because i've always thought of them as payday loan companies but they like legally do have a different type of name and i keep forgetting it (laughs) i think they're like title loan companies okay like kind of the the idea is like fast cash for people with poor credit Mm -hmm. and this is an episode idea that was uh brought to us by uh what the finance supporter nathan hansen who's also been on the show before (laughs) just because of how shady they are yeah, yeah, they are. It's so it's when when this one showed up on our our um our ideas, 
I went, oh yeah, why haven't we done that yet? That's right, right. kind of surprising that we wouldn't have. Um, also, is the alternate name that you were thinking of uh, Cash Advance? No. Okay. Let me... I was re-reviewing a ProPublica article. Mm. And I'm like, like before we started recording. And now I'm like skimming through it again. Oh, Tidal Pond. Cool. Okay. So, and I'm actually just going to read this from ProPublica. And I'll link this article in the show notes too. For people written off as credit risks by traditional lending institutions. A title pawn from Title Max, which our article was about, like a specific company, um, can help finance urgent needs. The transaction is straightforward. The company lends money in exchange for collateral, the title to the vehicle in which the customer drove to the store. Hmm. Um, now, the reason that ProPublica did this giant expose on um, a Title Max specifically. Um, <clears throat> is because their practices essentially mean that you're going to owe them money forever. And there were three um, three employee or former employees who agreed to be named and then one current employee who didn't agree to be named who talked about how they were um, disciplined and ultimately fired for uh, helping customers to actually pay off their debts in full. Um, and this company primarily does business in the South and most of their customers are people of color. Mm. So there's just like a whole lot of bad yeah. going on there. But um, in fact, is a lot of these companies do uh, essentially prey on like non-white people who have historically been disenfranchised. So, yeah, pretty awful, really. Yeah, they, yes, they are. So uh, that made me think of just like pawn shops in general mm-hmm. and how not great they are. But the other thing that came to mind, and we've said this before, and we'll say it, I'm sure, many more times, regardless of people's feelings about a per- this particular statement, it is, it is proven to be true. You cannot budget your way out of poverty. Mm-hmm. I, I think of that in this particular instance because a car is a big deal to have for so many reasons. Right. For many places. I forget. We, we've actually talked about this, but I forget how much of our country is actually considered rural. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty significant. I want to say it's something like 80%. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's... close i i mean we're in that in that range so right for a majority of the people in the country having a vehicle is not it's not a luxury item it's a necessity right so it just it bothers me that that's something that's preyed on i just i don't like i don't like that at all right well and i i think we actually talked about this about a year ago um 
when we did that episode on um, houselessness with Lily and Lamoureux, people really are making the best decisions that they can out of a set of decisions that's available to them. And the privilege that we live with means that there are some people, mostly white people, who have a better set of decisions that are available to them. And I often think too about, uh, there's this conversation that my dad and I had quite some time ago. I don't actually remember when it's been a long time though, where we were kind of, well, we were, my dad and I were talking about voting, right? And like people voting against their own self-interest, <laughs> but really like where I came down in that conversation and my dad's a cool guy. So he, you know, agreed with me um, was that like, we're really living in a time now where decades of bad policy that's been designed to slowly wear people down means that most of us are so tired that we can't even think past, right? Like this week or this month because we've just been systematically worn down over time. Right. So you're going to believe what people say because you're, I mean, truly just too exhausted to think about it differently. Right. Right. So when you think of it in turn, when you, when you think of that, and then you think of these payday loans, cash advances, whatever, whatever they're called. When I think of them, I don't even think of people aren't taking out loans for large sums of money. They're Mm -hmm. usually around $200 or less, maybe 500 or less, but I think it's probably around 200. That's common. Yeah. It's a lot, but not a lot of money that, that people are thinking if I just had this little bit extra, everything would be fine. We're not talking about thousands of dollars a year, just a little bit extra so that that they could be okay. Right. Like they're not using this money to go on vacation. Like they're using it. For like groceries or to make sure that their electricity doesn't get shut off. Exactly. As with most things, (laughs) we have segued into talking about policy. Right. (laughs) How do we do that every single time? It's like, you would think we plan this. We don't. No, I mean, I think we do a little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't like we don't have an outline. We don't have like, like a script or something like that. Yeah. But we're not going to like make this point, miss, make this point, make this point. Then we get to this thing where we talk about how the policy could fix this, but <laughs> we just we land there because it's how we roll, right? It's really? true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think a couple of things in this instance. One, we obviously we need to as a society say like, it's not actually, and this is, this is funny. We do actually, as a society say that it's not okay to prey on people who are vulnerable. We 100% say that that's not okay. Mm -hmm. But our definition of who is vulnerable and what, and in what circumstances somebody is considered vulnerable is not, it's not even, I can't. 
can't right now, but it's not. Right. It does not include those people, and it should. Because when you are in distress, you're vulnerable, and you should not make, be making decisions financially. Well, and I think to me, too, it's a little bit about... Uh, like where are resources being put? Because like in mm-hmm. the actual law, right? Like the folks that we're talking about who who would seek this type of a loan are, I mean, well, it's just really like consumers, right? Like in, you can't see me, but in quotes, right? Consumers are considered under the law to be vulnerable uh, to big business. Mm-hmm. But where are the resources being put? To actively protect these people and there aren't any so there's a real big difference between what's in the law and actually enforcing the law mm-hmm. in a way that is helpful i think that the the takeaway from this is um <clears throat> makers get uh get your poop in a group and get some protections in place you prevent this and don't just use it as a talking point like look at how awesome i did the you know i passed this legislation that you need to include resources in the legislation to make sure that it's enforced yeah and if you're hesitating if you're going uh do we really need this much money for enforcing this great legislation you need to stop and think about why mm-hmm Yeah. As with most topics that we cover, I I feel like we could have talked about this for much longer. Indeedy. But the good news is we totally can if you want to join us on (laughs) Discord or send us an email. Heck yeah. Um, And links to both of those will be in the show notes. Yeah. Our, Our Discord is a fun place to be been a little it was chatty at the beginning of last week and it kind of kind of fizzled uh towards the end i think we all get tired at the end of the week i think that's just everybody's like "Mm, no right right well and i don't perhaps if you are listening to this you can't tell but i'm not actually a great conversationalist and i'm not very good at starting conversations (laughs) Um, (laughs) getting felt like I will honest to goodness be like staring at the server going what could I say something anything for me personally it's a real struggle to think of what to say to get things rolling but once they do get rolling then like the conversation is really good yeah I think and we've mentioned this before. We, we There are some conversations that we have just like throughout the day on our own that we really should move to the server. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have conversations related to like personal finance and finance policy. I would say at least daily, <laughs> if not multiple times a day. And we'll have it in our own chat, <laughs> not on the server. Right, right. Uh, I guess being a content creator is can be a challenge sometimes. <laughs> it, can, it can, it really can. It's been great. It has been great. 
and we'll see you next week.